The Houston Rockets may never lose again as they pick up their seventh straight win, spoiling James Harden's return to Houston for the second time. Garrison Matthews, Gary Bird, Gary Legend himself was huge down the stretch of this game. And then birthday buckets all around. Have yourself a game. Josh Christopher will break it all down for you right here at Locked on Rockets. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Mission Control, Houston. Ignition sequence start. With the second pick in the 2021 NBA Draft, the Houston Rockets select Jalen Green. T-minus 15 seconds, guidance is internal. I'm going to keep working. I'm going to keep getting better every day. I'm going to keep perfecting my craft. And every time I step on that floor, I'm coming. Six. What's up and welcome to another episode of Locked on Rockets, the best and only daily podcast covering your Houston Rockets. As always, I'm your host, Jackson Gatlin, native Houstonian and co-host of Locked on NBA Thursdays. Be sure to follow along on Twitter at JT Gatlin. The show, of course, at Locked on Rockets. So much to get into in today's episode. The Houston Rockets keeping the win streak alive, spoiling James Harden's return to Houston for the second time, handing the Nets a 114-104 loss behind a huge fourth quarter from Garrison Matthews, Gary Bird, Gary Legend himself, big on both sides of the basketball in the fourth quarter. Josh Christopher having himself a game, birthday buckets all around for Josh Christopher, a perfect night for him. His words, not mine. Despite not even having Eric Gordon down the stretch of this game, we're going to get to all of that. Um, but where I want to start is I've got to say the Rockets, their defense, you know, was about as good as you can hope it hope for it to be against a James Harden led team. Um, you know, Nets coming into this game, no KD, no LaMarcus Aldridge, still no Kyrie Irving. Rockets missing their backcourt in Kevin Porter Jr., Jalen Green, no Daniel House Jr., so we got to see David Nwaba play a very brief five minutes in the first half before Josh Christopher really took off and started having a huge game. But the Rockets won this game because of their defensive scheme on James Harden. And that was a, a team effort. That was a collaborative effort because they threw multiple bodies at him over the course of the entire game. They had Jay Sean Tate checking him. They had Eric Gordon checking him. They had Josh Christopher on him. They had Garrison Matthews on him in the fourth quarter. It was a all-around group effort, and they were all bought in. They all, you know, play, played the scheme perfectly, trapping him right out, right off of the pick and roll, you know, having the help side coverage, all of that. And a, a big part of that was Garrison Matthews stepping up in the fourth quarter to have to be the guy to check James Harden. So let's hear about what Garrison Matthews had to say about guarding one James Harden in this game. Having the trust of Coach Silas to check James Harden down the stretch of this game. I mean, it's it's huge. Um, first, I told Jay Sean to get him when I first got in the game, but he was like, "I got five. I was like, "All right, I got him." Um, but he's, you know, just just the trust. I mean, the the double teams we were doing it seemed to work, and it it helped me out a lot when I was guarding him. You know, he's he's one of the greats, and he's a tough he's a tough uh, task, man. But you know, I'm just thankful that. Uh, you know, I had guys behind me able to help me out, and uh, that's that's huge too. Just having the confidence, knowing your teammates are on the back, and and help side. That's that's you know, if you have trust like that, then you feel like you can guard anybody. 
The Rockets managed to hold James Harden to just four of 16 shooting, three of 12 from behind the arc. He was 14 of 16 at the charity stripe, and it was brutal uh, seeing James Harden take advantage of the officiating and being on the other side of that. It was not not fun whatsoever. Uh, he finished with 25 points, eight turnovers, including a crucial one at the you know tail end of the game. Garrison Matthews, you know James Harden, kind of letting the ball roll up the floor a little bit, being very nonchalant with it. Garrison Matthews picks him up, you know, almost almost three quarter court, dives for the basketball and picks it up and gets the foul by you know from James Harden and gets put at the free throw line. And that's when we got the chance of MVP for Garrison Matthews at the free throw line. That was something that, like, at that point, I thought I'd seen it all. Now I know that I have seen it all with Garrison Matthews getting MVP chance at the free throw line in this game against James Harden and the Brooklyn Nets. That was something that I never thought that I would see. The fact that we are in this timeline is absolutely insane. But he deserves it because defensively, He's there. He competes. He's hard nosed. He works right, and he's a good. He's a quality defender. Like he, he's never going to lock anybody down one on one. But he hustles right, and you can't teach that. You cannot teach hustle. You either have it or you don't. And when you have it, I'd rather play with a guy that hustles than a guy that doesn't hustle. Right? Like I'm, I'm telling you. And seeing that that play at the end of the game, the clutch threes that Garrison Matthews was hitting down the stretch of this one, he had 12 of his 19 points in the fourth quarter had a had an incredibly timely three off of a, off of a little dish pass from Jay Sean Tate. Just, I, I said it during the game, Garrison Matthews is a timely bucket getter. He exists for the big moments. He is clutch. He's got the ice in his veins, whatever metaphors you want to use to talk about Garrison Matthews. He's got it. There's a reason that when we recently had Ben DuBose on the show and I asked him what, what should the starting lineup look like moving forward? I, I really genuinely think that, yeah, there's an argument to be made to keep Eric Gordon in the starting lineup and, and to have, you know, KPJ, Jalen Green, Eric Gordon. But I really think that Garrison Matthews has earned a spot in that starting lineup. His shooting is there, the way that he spaces the floor, the way that he's able to cut. It, it's all there. He does all those little things and he doesn't demand the basketball, right? He's a guy that never has to touch the basketball unless he's looking to shoot it, right? As soon as he touches it, he's going to fire that ball. Now, he was absolutely stellar in this game, said the 19 points. He had two rebounds. He had three steals and a block in this game. It was, you know, again, he was getting it done on both sides of the basketball court. Shout out to Garrison Matthews, who I think it's kind of a toss-up. Let me know in the comments, who is the player of the game from this one? Is it Garrison Matthews or is it the birthday boy, Josh Christopher, who I want to talk about coming up here in just one moment after a quick message from our friends over at Shopify? Because look, in case you didn't know, Shopify is a complete commerce platform that lets you start, grow, and manage a business. The subscription-based software allows anyone to set up an online store and sell their product. Shopify store owners can also sell in physical locations using Shopify POS, point-of-sale app, and accompanying hardware. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big businesses. So upstart startups and established businesses alike can sell anywhere, everywhere, synchronize online sales and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Look, you can go to shopify.com slash locked on NBA right now. That's all lowercase for a free 14 day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of amazing features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash locked on NBA right now. That's shopify.com slash locked on NBA. And we have another message from my friends over at Truebill because look, 
do you know why free trials renew without your consent? It's a business scam that's out to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill. Take control of your subscriptions today. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions that you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. I've I've been there before. I've forgotten about subscriptions. I don't want to talk about it. On average, people save up to $720 per year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions so hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap, one click, one button, one press. It's that easy. So don't fall for any more subscription scams. Start canceling today at truebill.com slash locked on MBA. Go right now. That's truebill.com slash locked on MBA. Could save you thousands a year. That's truebill.com slash locked on MBA. And continuing on here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. We appreciate you when you can make Locked on Rockets your first listen of the day. I do apologize for this episode being out later than usual like a lot later than usual it's an afternoon you can see the sun in my background um it's an afternoon podcast because i came home from the game last night and you know i was hyped i was you know ready to talk about the win i got got my stuff kind of set up you know game notes all that and i was getting ready to sit down and record but i had the cough that i've been dealing with which thankfully today it feels better like i i haven't been coughing today so maybe it's you know on the on the downtrend which would be incredible but i stomached a whole bunch of NyQuil and it was an absolute mistake. Um, I shouldn't have done that. I took a bunch of NyQuil. I had some tea to try and, you know, help, help, you know, calm things down a little bit. And, uh, I crashed on my couch. I didn't even make it to my bedroom. I was just, I was out like a light. I was, you know, scrolling through Twitter, kind of interacting with people and whatnot. And I was getting ready to go record. And then I was just boop out. So that's my bad, but we still get to talk about this amazing Rockets win. And I want to talk about the birthday boy, Josh Christopher himself, who got the opportunity to go up against one of his idols in James Harden. He said after the game that James, you know, came up to him, said that he was proud of him, said good work. Uh, and that's got to be huge for, you know, a guy who, you know, had got to ask permission, you know, to wear James Harden's number at, you know, at ASU, somebody he's looked up to, somebody that he has been inspired by. So let's hear what Josh Christopher had to say about going up against James Harden in this game. Oh, man. I mean, being on the floor with him is uh, amazing. Obviously, I got the blessing to wear his number at Arizona State, and uh, now I get the opportunity to, to compete with him. Um, but just knowing that our team is like on a streak and wanted to continue to do that, so doing whatever it takes for us to win a ball game. Did you expect that you'd be defending him tonight? Uh, yeah. Uh, when I first got drafted here, Stone told me that, you know, you're going to guard the best player. So, And I'm up for the challenge. I would have wanted to take that challenge anyway, for sure. You love the confidence from Josh Christopher. He just, he oozes like energy, confidence, swag, like all, all of that. He, and he's, he's a really wonderful interview, you know, back during summer league, uh, getting the opportunity to, to, to be in some of the summer league interviews and, you know, get to ask him some questions about his game back then. He's just, he's somebody who radiates like happiness, good vibes, all of that. And that's infectious when you have that on the basketball floor. Like think back to KPJ when he got, you know, his first career triple-double, which the league then rescinded. Um, and Josh Christopher was, like, so just excited about him, right? He was pointing at the basketball. He's like, get the rebound, right? And then in this game, uh, Josh Christopher had the play at the tail end. You know, the Rockets the Rockets had comfortable leads throughout the majority of this game, right? They, they had an explosive second quarter where they scored 37 points, 37 to 29 quarter in favor of the Rockets, uh, taking a, a really comfortable lead into halftime. 
They kind of kept things even in the third quarter, and they punctuated the end of that third quarter. Josh Christopher gets a steal, gets out in transition, feeds K.J. Martin, who has a just, I what, what do I say, ferocious slam. There we go. I was, th- I was searching for the right adjective. Um, just rises up and just, I mean, hammers it home. And that was, that was revenge for K.J. Martin because he had gotten yammed on earlier in the game. And you know that he was going to come back with a vengeance, either with a really stellar block or with a really stellar dunk. And he had both. Not only did he have that, he had the, the impressive dunk at the end of the third quarter, kind of capping that quarter, giving the Rockets a 17-point lead going into the fourth and final frame. He had a block uh, somewhere somewhere else in the game. And I, I apologize, I can't remember if it came before that or after that, where he rose up blocked a shot and somebody, you know, I, I put out the video on my Twitter feed and somebody said, I haven't seen, you know, anybody block a block a shot like that. Or the closest thing that I can remember somebody blocking a shot like that is when I watch a grown man block a 12 year old at, at my local rec. And I'm like, yeah, that's kind of what KJ Martin blocks look like is he's, he's so high up in the air. It looks like he's swatting a kid. Like, I mean, I'm sorry. That's just kind of how it looks. Uh, but back to, Josh Christopher, who had himself a phenomenal birthday game, uh, turned 20 years old, December 8th, and he had one for the actual record books. He had career highs um, pretty much across the board, uh, finished with a career high in points, 18 points, 7 of 7 shooting, 4 of 4 from behind the three-point line, had two rebounds, two assists, two steals, and a block, and only one turnover in 23 minutes of play. And it was really cool to see Steven Silas let him finish this game out uh, obviously, Eric Gordon, uh, who picked up a technical early in the game after being uh, frustrated by by a, the lack of a call, was was arguing the entire way down the floor with referee uh, Tyler Ford. And Tyler Ford, being the savvy the savvy veteran ref that he is, uh, didn't blow the whistle on the first technical for Eric Gordon until there was a dead ball teed up Eric Gordon. And then later in the game, Eric Gordon was arguing about a, a, an out-of-bounds call, and Tyler Ford tossed him. He was like, you know what? You're out. You're done. And then moments later, Jay Sean Tate got a technical. So the referees were absolutely in their bag in this game. Uh, thankfully, no more referee shenanigans after that in this one. But Josh Christopher showed up ready to play, drilled his first couple three-pointers in this game. I mean, again, he didn't miss. Like, he was, he was huge all throughout this game. He had an absolutely needed, timely three-pointer. James Harden had a four-point play. Uh, Garrison Matthews fouled him on a three-point attempt, and, you know, it was one of those patented four-point plays from James Harden that we're all so intimately familiar with, and... James sinks the free throw. It's a four-point ball game, 95-91. And the Rockets come down on the other end of the floor. And Christian Wood, you know, tries to get the ball in, in, into the interior and gets swarmed by the Nets defense and is able to finally kick it out to Josh Christopher, who has a wide-open three-pointer and just drills it. Absolutely clutch three by Josh Christopher because, you know, moments later was when the, the whole – you know, scuffle, not scuffle, but, you know, the whole situation happened with Eric Gordon where he was ejected and he was, you know, he was the Rockets, you know, best player on the floor, right? The 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 savvy veteran, the guy that they've, you know, leaned on so heavily down the stretch of these games. And so to not have him on the floor, to have the Nets having clawed back from being down by as many as 20 points, things were kind of being set up for like ultimate disappointment in this game for James Harden to kind of, you know, plunge the dagger and then twist the knife by coming away with a win here in Houston and, and, you know, upsetting the fans and, and everything. But thankfully it didn't roll that way because 
Josh Christopher, Garrison Matthews, DJ Augustine even had a had a very big time and one at the you know near the tail end of this game uh, to kind of push things even further out of distance for the Nets. Uh, just clutch play from everybody all around down the stretch in this one. But Josh Christopher, he, you know, Steven Silas spoke about how he wants to kind of utilize Josh Christopher moving forward, both as somebody who can play on ball and off ball. And I think that leans into some of how I picture Josh Christopher potentially being able to carve out some rotation minutes down the line when the Rockets are fully healthy, right? Because when you've got Kevin Porter Jr., Jalen Green back in the fold, you know, where do you find Josh Christopher, the rotation minutes for him to continue to play? Because I think he's overqualified for the G League. I, I think that's that's readily apparent when he gets minutes, he's productive. Right, he's a very he's a he's a very solid defender. Rafael Stone thinks very highly of his defense. So does Stephen Silas. You know, uh, decision making has been one of the biggest points of emphasis for Stephen Silas when it comes to Josh Christopher, which is why he wanted him to get those reps down at the G League level. Really, what you know, learn what it feels like to steer and run an offense. But in this game, Stephen Silas talked a little bit about you know at post game the role for Josh Christopher that he envisions for him on this team moving forward, and he also had a bit of a slip up that the media had to help him with. So let's run that back right now. I'd like him to be like a combo where he can handle it and play off the ball. And tonight he had the opportunity to play off the ball and catch and shoots and that kind of thing, which is um, something that we're going to need for him from him, but. He needs to continue to develop his on-ball, you know, point guard type stuff. And not bad for a 19-year-old, you know. I mean, <laughs> we're asking a lot of, of these 19-year-olds, and um, they're stepping up, which is which is great. 20, Coach. Oh, he's 20 to 9. No! We only have four 19-year-olds now. Oh, what am I going to do? He's a grizzled bet. <laughs> <laughs> a grizzled vet indeed a grizzled vet who had what steven silas earlier in the presser called the capper on the evening which was the ridiculous alley-oop lob one-handed jam which was like the the exclamation point the you know on the evening for josh christopher for the game in fact where dj augustine drove the ball in and josh christopher and garrison matthews were on the weak side and they kind of like switched places. So Garrison was in the corner at first and he floated up towards the slot. Then Josh Christopher kind of floated back down to the corner. So their men got, their guys got confused as to who was checking who Josh Christopher, the guy that was supposed to be guarding Josh Christopher kind of floated into the paint to try and stop DJ Augustine on the drive. And you can see Josh Christopher points up as soon as he cuts in from the three point line, like takes the very first step and he points up at DJ Augustine and DJ takes like one more dribble and then just lofts the ball right up. And Josh Christopher had the most, the, the most vicious one handed slam and was so pumped afterwards. It, it's, it's that type of energy. You know, you can't, you can't manufacture that. That's just organic. That's natural. It's amazing. The vibes were immaculate in the building. I mean, Toyota center damn near exploded after that play. It was huge. And it was a wonderful play to cap off an amazing night for one Josh Christopher. So coming up, I do want to talk a little bit about some of the other aspects from this game, the other elements. I want to talk about Steven Silas, right? And what a wonderful job he's been doing with, you know, the rotations, with managing lineups, all that stuff, all throughout this, this win streak. And we're going to get there after a quick message from our friends over at Stance. 
Founded in 2009, Stance Apparel represents a radical reinvention of socks, underwear, and active apparel. With a sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity, Stance brings an atypical aesthetic alongside some of pop culture's hottest collaborators for the ultimate in style and self-expression. Because everything you wear should be a direct extension of who you are and how you feel. Stance has some really amazing designs to choose from. They've got collaborations with Wu-Tang Clan, Batman, the Goonies, Star Wars, The Office, Harry Potter. They've got Disney. They've got Marvel, Bob Marley. You name it. They've got it. They've got NBA designs, MLB, NFL, all of that, right? Pixar, all of it. Stance believes that the perfect fit matters more than fitting in. That those who feel good do good. So go see for yourself. Register for an account at stance.com and get 15% off your first purchase. Use promo code locked on at checkout to apply the discount. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with stance. And final segment here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. Some quick thoughts from the other side of the aisle before I dive into Stephen Silas and, and you know, what a, what a what a wonderful job he's done throughout this Rockets win streak. Um, first off, Cam Thomas uh, is an absolute bucket getter. Uh, he was only one of five from three in this game, but 18 points on seven to 15 shooting. Had it going inside the arc, uh, was three of three at the free throw line. He's a guy, right? There's a reason that I was kind of interested in Cam Thomas as a potential pick for the Houston Rockets. Uh, he was great in, in summer league, and I think he's going to have a really, really solid career. Uh, that was a huge pickup for the Brooklyn Nets, absolutely. And then I will say, Patty Mills, who I'm, I maybe I'll take a little bit of credit for jinxing Patty Mills because he drilled his first two threes in this game against the Rockets, and he was two of eight the night before against the Dallas Mavericks, and then he was two of two starting out in this game against the Rockets. He finished just three of nine, so he missed. He, he went one for seven on his next, you know, seven threes. So I'll take maybe a little bit of credit because I was just about to be so furious that rocket killer Patty Mills was going to go off and prevent the Rockets from continuing the win streak. Thankfully, it did not happen. The Rockets actually played, you know, pretty solid game against him. He had some open looks, but he also just kind of missed a bunch of them. So that was kind of nice to see. But uh, I do want to talk about uh, Christian Wood and Steven Silas in this final segment a little bit. Um, Christian Wood, I think, continues to continues to show that he can impact the game in a variety of ways that doesn't necessitate him being an active scorer, right? He talked about it post game. He was scoreless up until like the four and a half minute mark of the second quarter. Um, and the Rockets at that point had led by as many as 20. But to me, it wasn't quite sustainable unless Christian Wood was going to suddenly start getting involved. And thankfully it wound up being sustainable because they had so many contributions from so many other guys on the team. They didn't need Christian to dump in his usual 20 plus, you know, scoring average. That said, he went on a tear at the tail end of that second quarter. He had nine points in the final four minutes of the second quarter after not scoring anything before that. Um, but then he was really quiet the rest of the way. Um, only three points in the second half throughout the rest of the ballgame. Uh, missing a lot of shots that he would normally hit was just five of 16 from the floor, one of six from the three-point line. But he was playing really solid defense. He was active when it came to contesting shots at the rim, defending the paint, rebounding. He had 15 boards. He had three assists. He was kicking the ball out when he needed to. Talked about the uh, timely assist and make to Josh Christopher to extend the lead after James Harden had cut it to four. Had a steal. He had three blocks. And post game, he talked about it. He was just, you know, I, I think that the mentality from Christian Wood right now is definitely different than the Christian Wood that we, you know, 
we're seeing at times throughout the winning streak, right? Or sorry, I should say throughout the losing streak. And that just goes to show what, you know, losing versus winning can do to the mentality of some of these players is even though Christian, you know, got a decent number of shot attempts and, you know, just wasn't making them at no point was he, you know, at no point was he pouting on defense at no point was he giving up on plays. He was very much engaged and in this game from start to finish, even though he didn't have it going offensively. Right. And even up until the point where he wasn't getting that many shots, I think he had like four or five shot attempts uh, by, you know, before he finally went on that tear at the tail end of the second quarter, he just wasn't getting involved that much offensively because Eric Gordon had it going with the huge first quarter, had 15 points in the first quarter, absolutely was the best uh, Houston Rockets, was the best guard on the floor, I should say, in the first quarter. Armani Brooks got off to a really strong start in this game. He finished with 14 points on five of 10 shooting. Uh, Steven Silas just opting to go with Josh Christopher down the stretch for the defensive purposes, and Josh Christopher had it going. So I think it's just really big to be able to see Christian would have a game where he he kind of struggled, but he was still very much bought in defensively because that's kind of been a big thing for him is, okay, if he's struggling offensively or if he's not getting involved offensively, you know, how does he react, right? How does he approach the rest of his game? And in this one, he very much made his presence felt on the defensive end throughout the entirety of this game, not just when he finally started getting the, getting the shots to fall again uh, during that brief little stint. It was the entire, you know, 34 minutes that he was on the floor. You could feel his presence there. So I do want to talk about Steven Silas because I think, right, if if I'm going to be critical of Steven Silas when things are going bad, I've got to give him praise when things are going good. Steven Silas has done an absolutely phenomenal job throughout this win streak. He, he has, right? And I think that, you know, even even fans are being a little too overly critical, you know, in, in the games where, you know, he's, he's decided to give Tice some burn or, or start him. I think that's exactly what you want, right? Is you want to be able to see Steven Silas making adjustments, moving pieces around, going matchup based rather than just sticking to, you know, digging his heels in the ground and saying, no, I'm running this lineup, period, regardless, end of story. And I think that's what we're seeing, right? In this game alone, he opted to start Armani Brooks as the as the Rockets' fifth starter in the absence of two of his other starters in Kevin Porter Jr., Jalen Green, right? There could have been, uh, you know, no Daniel House Jr. in this game, so he dips a little bit deeper into the bench. He has David Nwaba out there for five minutes. David Nwaba didn't give him the production that he wanted. So in the second half, he stuck with Josh Christopher, right? Loses Eric Gordon for the final, you know, five, six or so minutes of this game after he gets ejected. What does he do? He comes back in with veteran DJ Augustine, and he lets Josh Christopher play out the, the rest of this game, right? These are decisions that Steven Silas makes. He had a timeout early in one of the runs where uh, the the Nets hit a hit a you know couple couple back to back buckets, hit a three pointer, and Silas was like, "Nope, not not gonna have that. Calling timeout right now. We're gonna get the guys organized." And I think that also you're seeing finally the pieces fit together for what he wants to do offensively. The way that this Rockets team continues to move the basketball has been an absolute breath of fresh air. There's still some points like kind of, you know, top of the third quarter, it felt like, you know, right out of halftime where the offense kind of stagnates a little bit, um, where, where they, they devolve into a little bit too much, you know, ISO or just, I'm, you know, one guy trying to get his against the entire team. Not, not so much the ball movement that you've been seeing throughout the course of this win streak. And that's going to happen occasionally. Right. And, but with the way that he's, kind of laying out these lineups and all the shooting, the cutting, the confidence that these teammates that these players have in each other now, you can see it on a nightly basis and I you've got to give credit to Steven Silas for that. He's putting guys in positions to be successful. 
He's highlighted Christian Wood's strengths by running him at the five spot. He's plugging and playing the right guys, trusting the hot hand. Um, I can't say enough good things about what Steven Silas has done. And again, I talked about it at the top, but we got to mention it again here while I'm talking about Steven Silas. The defensive game plan on James Harden, they played it almost to a T, right? They made other guys beat them. There were certain plays where they were either, you know, depending on who was guarding it, sometimes guys were just switching on James Harden. Sometimes they were trapping him right out of the pick and roll. Sometimes they were just sending a straight double team to him early in the shot clock to met, to get him off of his rhythm. Uh, they were pressing him full court. They, they did so many different things to make James Harden uncomfortable. And I think you, you absolutely have to give credit to Steven Silas and the coaching staff for coming up with that defensive game plan. Because again, James Harden finished the night four of 16 shooting with eight turnovers. That's a pretty atrocious game for all intents and purposes from James Harden, right? And the most important thing, James Harden did not eclipse his career high against the Houston Rockets. So James Harden has scored 30 plus points against every team in the association, except for the Houston Rockets. His career high against the Rockets is still 29 points. And the Rockets didn't let that happen in this one. So I, I, Again, can't say enough good things about what this Rockets team is doing, what they've continued to do, uh, and what the direction is going to be for this team moving forward. Oh, I've got some tip-ins. I've got my tip-in notes over here. My little, my little last-minute, um, like, got to talk about them just because they didn't really fit anywhere else in the in the podcast. Um, Alperin Shingun, who every single one one shout out Roosh. Um, we did not get the faded. Uh, Alperin Shingun, James Harden post-up mismatch uh, that he predicted. So uh, maybe we'll get that in there in the Rockets-Nets rematch uh, in Brooklyn later on this season. But uh, we did get some really stellar plays from Alperin Shingun. He had a couple different plays, some just post moves where it's just the the... I wrote in my notes, it says, it says fake, fake, make, LOL. That's that's literally how I write some of my game notes sometimes um, for certain plays. But seriously, it was the one where Alperin Shingun backed down, I think it was Millsap, and he had like the shoulder fake, shoulder fake, and then the hook over the top and just, you know, easy buckets. And then he had another one where it was it could have been a travel uh, somewhere in that second half where he just powered down his defender, got there right at the cup, scooped the ball in. Um, but Shingun, a, a relatively quiet night for him compared to what we usually see six points, two of five shooting, uh, two rebounds, just one assist. Uh, but you know, had a couple nice buckets in there. I, I do think that DJ Augustine was the guy who, who calmed things down, steadied the flow of things, especially in the absence of Eric Gordon. Uh, he was huge in this game. Uh, I don't know if the Rockets would have been able to bring this one home without DJ's steady veteran presence on the floor at the tail end of this one. So shout out to DJ Augustine. He was a team high plus 16 in his 20 minutes off the bench, finished with eight points, four rebounds, four assists, a steal, three of four shooting, one of two from behind the arc. Overall, really, really solid night for DJ Augustine. Uh, really impressed with this group of guys, right? They keep the win streak going. Uh, this was a huge motivational win. Uh, at one point during the game, Christian Wood, uh, blocked James Harden and kind of smiled at him. And then he told us post game, Christian said that, yeah, this, this win meant a little something more because it was against James and, uh, you know, that he and James were kind of chatting all game. So, uh, hopefully, right. You know, obviously some playful banter between those two guys seems like there's, you know, no bad blood between Christian Wood or, or James Harden or, or Jay Sean Tate and James Harden for that matter. The guys that were, that were here that, that wanted to be here last season, um, God, that's an old one. That's an old meme. We had to pull that one out of the uh, out of the 
the cupboard. Uh, had to dust that one off for a moment. Uh, shout out John Wall. But yeah, it was uh, it was an overall great game. I'm really ecstatic. The Rockets got their seventh win, and uh, hopefully they can keep things going against the Milwaukee Bucks coming up this Friday. But for today's episode, that's going to do it. As always, appreciate you checking out the show. If you haven't done so, please consider subscribing wherever you listen to your podcast: Apple, Spotify, Google, the brand new Odyssey app, as well as the new Locked On Rockets YouTube channel. Go check it out on YouTube. Just search Locked On Rockets podcast on YouTube. Pull it up. Hit subscribe, like, comment, all that good stuff. As always, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. And we look forward to having you back right here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball.